to Life in the Land of the Ice and Snow. My name is Heather, and I'm here today with my co-host, Diego. Hello, Diego. Hello. Well, we're not really here. Um, fortunately, the virus holds us back again and forces us back on Zoom. So it's quite annoying. I said I didn't want to do any more Zoom calls, but our restrictions got a little tougher, so... This is our only choice, I guess. It's one of these things where I, I'd ask what you're doing, but it's like, what are we all doing? I'm sitting in a closet. That's my new workspace now. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, my, my new workspace is my balcony. So oh. I'm uh, my, my balcony is quite big, I would say maybe, I don't know. Well, quite big for Stockholm standards. I'm going to take, I guess, with maybe seven square meters. That's good. But it's a storage room. Like that's... That's the actual use right now. Just storing different, uh, like uh, some paints. I don't even know who I where I got it from, and then snowboard that we never used, and some grill that we haven't used in so long. So, but I realized it's the best room of the house because you can see outside. There's fresh air, and we even have a heater. So what I did was I put some. Um, I mean, th- there's one big fundamental issue with this one is that the the floor is too low. So you put a chair, you cannot see outside. It's super badly designed. <laughs> Just, it goes like exactly where your eyes meet. Like if you're sitting down, the guardrail is exactly at your eye level. It's super annoying. I, I'm going to guess your balcony is glassed in. Yes. Okay. It would be a little chilly otherwise. It's still very, it's still quite chilly, but then I have this uh, heater uh, outside. And now I put like a pallet. Is, is that the name of it? Yeah. Or wooden things for construction. Yeah. I added one of those, some plastic, some cardboard, and the chairs. So now I have a standing, sitting, desk. Uh, and the next thing I'm going to put is the sun lamp out there. Oh, that's a good idea. It's going to be amazing. That's where I'm going to take all the calls and stuff. You need to do like a blow up palm tree behind you and then like a flamingo and wear sunglasses. That's what I would do. I could add some props to the balcony for sure. You totally should. I think it's funny that you're also basically in your storage room because I'm here with the Christmas decorations and the suitcases. That's the thing is people in other places that have bigger homes, especially like I know in Texas and some places in the U.S., people work from home. They can all go to different rooms Uh, We're lucky enough to have a couple of rooms in our apartment, but some people live in one room or just two rooms. It's quite normal around here. If you have two people working from home, it's kind of difficult. Right now we've got Mons and I are both working from home mostly. And then this week, my oldest son is doing online school. They're doing some sort of just like one week online and then two weeks in school back and forth. I don't know. So it's, um, everybody's got their little space. It, it's not that roomy around here. So it's full house. Almost. My youngest is still going to school, so that's good. Maybe I'll take over his room. Yeah, let's see what's going on. Well, we're, um, by the time this airs, we'll be in December. So, um, it's just darker. I, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. <laughs> At least we have the holidays. <laughs> I had a call with someone from the U.S. Uh, from Washington, Washington State. 
Uh, I think it was last. No, it was, it was this week. It was this week. The last time we spoke, she was in Germany. And this time, she only knew I was Mexican. She didn't know where I was based. And I didn't know where she was based. So it's hard to know. I mean, she has an American accent, but I didn't know more. I mean, I just knew that she was in Germany. Yeah. So next time we speak, she has like this. Ama- I mean, it's like super sunny. And here it's dark. She's like, oh, sorry. Like, did I call you at a bad time? I was like, no, it's 4 p.m. It's only <laughs> working hours. And I'm like, where are you? Like, how is it so... Like, do you have like a sun lamp? She's like, oh no, I, I flew back to the US now. So it was this confusion of it was 6 a.m. there or something like that. And it was 4 p.m. here. And it's completely dark. She thought it was, yeah, like 10 p.m. or something. That's the thing is people, I've noticed that people in the northern states, you'll tell them, oh yeah, it's terribly dark here. And they're like, oh yeah, we know it gets dark here too. And and I just want to go, have you looked at a map? <laughs> do you see where the latitude is? Because we are way higher. <laughs> still still a couple hours uh, more sunlight there, I think, than here. But I think they've got at least two more than we do, I would guess. I was talking to some people at work today, and it was almost lunch, and people had to do shopping, and it was almost one o'clock, and it was like, well, got to do my shopping before three o'clock because then it's dark. And that is how it is. You have to get everything done by three, and I'm getting so sleepy all the time now. I mean, even when it's light, it's not light, you know. Get an SAD lamp, like me. I have a small, like, Philips blue lamp that's supposed to do something but I don't know if it really does something or if it's all in my head so I can't decide I mean it is it is all in your head well, these yeah. lamps they don't really yeah they just it's a placebo effect but if it's a blue light aren't those like to wake up that's not exactly the ones you want I think that's just more like a wake up in a nice way well I think it's supposed to be both But I don't know. The worst thing is, now that I've activated it, there's an alarm that goes off every evening at 7 (laughs) p.m. But then I think it is for to wake up. The thing is, it plugs in and it it uses batteries. So the stupid alarm kept going off. So I just unplugged it because whenever I want to use it, it's almost always out of battery. So then I unplugged it and I shoved it in a drawer. And that alarm has gone off for a week now. So I don't know what's going on there. I still think you should get a new SAD lamp, like a real white, bright light. How much do those cost? Where do you get them? 200 crowns, 300 crowns. Really? That's all? Yeah, you can get some. Some of them are a bit fancier. They have like different uh, levels and they look more designer. Huh. Where Where do you buy those? I mean, I mine I ordered. Uh, it's from a brand called Lumi. L-U-M-I-E. I think it's a UK brand. But I think like Class Holston sells them in the market. But mine looks more like... Um, like a desk lamp. Well, I think that's also an issue is because a lot of workplaces in Sweden, they install those special lamps. So you actually, if you go into work, it's okay. But now this winter, we're not allowed to go into work. So I think maybe people are going to get a lot more depressed. I'm, I'm just chugging down vitamin D uh, pills and milk and everything. Normally, we schedule a vacation for like right after Christmas or right around New Year's to anywhere that has sun, just so we can get like a week to fill up so we can get through the next three months. <laughs> but this year, we can't schedule anything. It'll be interesting to see what happens to people's psyches and their moods not being allowed to leave, because I, I think it's a lot like July. So many Swedes leave 
right after Christmas or for Christmas because it's another long period that you don't have to go to work. And this year, that's going to be really weird. So this is going to be kind of a shorter episode, but I did want to really quick do our spotlight on a Swedish town. And I thought since we're in December that we should go with Jävla. Have you been there before? To burn them. They were goats. Well, you're not supposed to say that you go there to burn the goat. Have you been there? (laughs) I haven't. I haven't been. I've only been to, I I think I passed by to go to Salen through Gävle. So I've been there maybe at the Ica buying stuff for Salen. That's going to be the only tip we have. Well, the Ica was well stocked. No, but I'll go through it for people who are are new. I thought this was a good um, Christmassy type town to cover. Uh, so Gävle is a two-hour drive north from Stockholm, uh, about the same time with the train, if you want to go up there. Populations, just a little over 100,000. Now, I learned some interesting things besides the goat that we'll get to in a minute. The city has burned down completely three times back in the 1700s and 1800s. And I just feel like foreshadowing, maybe, but this city does not have the best luck. And in 1986, with Chernobyl, Yavla was subjected to a severe deposit of radionuclides, and they were one of the most affected areas outside the Soviet Union. Yavla is also the birthplace of Javalia coffee. I didn't know that. Uh, Javalia is the Latin name for Yevla, so that sort of makes sense. And it's also the home of Lacquerol and Olgren's Bilar. So that's everything about Yevla that's not about the goat. You just taught me one. I thought Javalia was an Italian word until today. I think they want you to think it's an Italian word. Apparently it's Latin, but still. Yeah, they're sneaky people up there in in Yavla. I always thought it, I always thought it was uh yeah, I always thought it was an Italian brand. I knew it was a Swedish brand, but I didn't know where it came from and I didn't know that that was the Latin word for Yavla. So that was interesting. I learned that too today. So you want to you want to talk about why Yavla is famous? So we're going to talk about the goats then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I mean assuming that's what you're saying because the other option would be the hockey team. Oh no, 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 no. Well, but how is the goat more famous than than, than the coffee or, or or the or the cars. Like I think those are like more important things than the, than the goat. Well, technically they're more important, but are they as funny as the goat? And I think that's what draws tourists. You have plenty of places that have coffee and candy, but you don't have places with a giant straw goat that burns down all the time. So I'll I'll cover it again. I think I do this every year. So in December they erect a giant straw goat. I don't know how big it is. Do you know? 10 meters. Okay, we'll just go with that. <laughs> I, don't, I see it's like, what, three three stories high or something? I don't know. I ne- I ne- I've never seen it, so I I don't know. I thought about, I might go there this, this month, just since we can't go anywhere else, just to see. Anyway, they, ever since 19, what is it, 1966, they've decided to put this giant straw goat in the middle of town for like a Christmas thing. The very first year, they put it up on December 1st, and it burned down by New Year's Eve, which somehow started some sort of thing where it's just... Them trying to keep that goat from burning and people burning it down for for one reason or another. It is illegal to burn the goat. Let's see. I did look up 
As of 2015, the goat had been burned down 28 times. In fact, it's kind of been weirdly disappointing the last couple of years because the goat hasn't burned down the past couple of years. I find that very odd. But they, they, have, they have security guards now. They cover it in a special fireproof seal. I mean, people have gone so far as to do plans where they have like arrows with fire at the end that they shoot like an archer or hiring a helicopter at one point was a big plan and somebody was going to distract the guard i don't remember what it what was it I like that they have a guard they have to it's it's crazy so one year they had some swedes told an american tourist that it was a tradition to burn down the goat so he burned it down <laughs> and got caught by the police so I thought that was brilliant. How many times have they caught the fire started? Like the if it's if it's been burnt, what was it? Twenty four times. Twenty eight as of twenty fifteen. Let's see. They started building a smaller goat next to it, but people just try to burn that one down too. But how many times did they catch the the guy or the girl that put it on fire? Well, I know that they caught the American. According to this article, oh, yeah, it's been destroyed 35 times. It's not always burnt down. So it's been burned 28 times, but destroyed 35. Let's see. They've had guard stations, security cameras put up, fences raised. The goat itself has been sprayed with water and flame-proof chemicals. In 2005, a group dressed as Santa and some gingerbread men fired flaming arrows into the goat. In 2009, hackers disabled the security cameras and were able to sneak in and set the goat on fire. An American tourist was arrested for burning down the goat in 2001, but he said he'd been told by his Swedish friends that burning the goat was okay. <laughs> he ended up spending two weeks in jail. Two, two weeks in jail for burning the goat. Yeah, and I heard that he was supposed to pay a fine, but I don't know if he ever paid it or he just left. I mean, how do they know that he got tricked? He told them. Well, yeah, but then, <laughs> then if he got tricked, why would they, why wouldn't they take the guys that tricked him? Why would they put them in jail as well? Well, they probably didn't expect the American to go and do that. I'm guessing alcohol was involved. Also, in 1976, someone drove a car into the back legs of it and it collapsed. Oh, yeah, I remember this. In 2010, a security guard reported that he'd been offered a bribe by two men who were going to use a helicopter to fly away with the goat. The guard turned down the bribe. That one, if I remember correctly, their whole plan was they were going to kidnap the goat, fly it to Stockholm with a helicopter and put it down in Stureplan. But that would have been great. I don't know why they didn't let them do that. Yeah, so it's kind of become a tourist attraction because it gets burned, which I think is a little confusing for the town. Because on one hand, they put a lot of work into that goat and they don't want it burned. Then on the other hand, it is getting people to come there every Christmas just so they can see it before it burns, I guess. <laughs> I mean, this is this is a story right here. This is like a new series. Oh, I know. You have the goat, and it's every every episode you can make a new story. Isn't that great? No, if you haven't, if anyone's listening who hasn't heard of it, you need to Google it. There are so many articles on this. It's just one of the weird Swedish Christmas 
I, I want to say tradition, but you're not actually supposed to destroy the goats. And like I said, it's it's illegal. Oh, they do have a camera on the goat that you can watch online. So if it's December, then you can uh, find it online and it's a live camera on the goat. So if you want to check and see if it's still there any time of day or night. Well, it's all night, isn't it? <laughs> so we're going to make for a challenge for our listeners. No, we are not. Nope. I have want nothing to do with that. <laughs> no, uh, I just say for our listeners, maybe watch the goat on the camera and just see what happens, I guess. But we need to go ahead and wrap up. No, but I think the tip of the, of the episode is to watch the camera of the goat. Exactly. So what did we learn today? We learned um, you don't burn down goats. That, that's not right. You should watch the goat on camera. What else did we discuss? Giovanni is not Italian. That's right. And that almost everyone in Sweden is working out of some sort of storage room. Wow. This episode <laughs> took us places. Yes, it definitely did. Until next time. Yeah.